Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, Aston Villa fans, and welcome to For the Love of Pomegranate podcast. Just coming to do a small little podcast on somebody we're linked to today um, by Mr. Santi in the French media has linked Aston Villa to Moussa Dembele, striker from Lyon, formerly of uh, Fulham, formerly of Celtic, and had uh, a loan spell at Atletico Madrid that I'm sure uh, Mr. Dembele would like to forget, albeit that he won the league in uh, in that season that he was there. Uh, but Moussa Dembele, centre forward, out of Lyon, 26 years of age, was linked with Aston Villa today, um, out of contract in the summer. Um, Aston Villa have been apparently monitoring him and looking to see what his future holds. With the news of Danny Ings being sold for Aston Villa today, a striker would be high up on their list of targets and whether this one comes over the line I don't know but what I do know about Moussa Dembele is that he had a fantastic season last season Um, he was uh, pretty much Leon's main man last season scoring 21 goals from 25 starts so he played 2,207 minutes in total um, scoring 21 goals having four assists so that's quite good over the course of his career to let you guys know he scored 96 goals in 236 appearances interesting one for him is of those 236 appearances 160 of them have been starts and I say 160 as in only 160 have been starts um, he's had quite a fruitful period in Leon scoring 55 goals and 120 appearances. Once again, of those 120 appearances, only 82 have been stacked. So he's had times where he's been out of the team. He's had to battle his way back. When he plays a concerted amount of games, as in like literally when he plays over 20 games, 
he gets into double digits no matter what league he's been in or what team he's played in. So he's a type of striker that when he gets a run of games together, he scores goals. So far this season, he's had six starts with two goals. He's only played 604 minutes. He's had a couple of injury issues. When I say that, I mean just strains, muscle strains in the month of October, September and October prior to the World Cup which knocked him out of a couple of games. He got limited minutes in the, in his comeback games prior to the World Cup. And since uh, the, the French League has kicked back into action, again, he's been sparingly used uh, for Leanne. Probably, I would imagine, based on the fact that he doesn't look like... Actually, I'm going to say he isn't going to sign another contract that Leon, um, that they seem to be playing um, the people ahead of him. But like last season, as I said, 21 goals, four assists. And, uh, you know, he was averaging 0.86 goals per 90 minutes that he played. So that's almost a goal every full game that he played last season, which that's good. I think we can all agree that that is a good scoring rate. Um I will say, though, at times in his career, he has played. Uh, there, there have been times when when he hasn't been played that much. Obviously, you know, his his career at Lyon has been has been up and down. He first came into the French league, he scored fifteen in thirty three games. Uh, twenty one of those starts, he scored sixteen in twenty seven games. There was twenty four starts there. So, as I said, when he gets a good, decent number of games under his belt, he scores goals. Um. He did seem to kind of go off the boil. Uh, the, the next season he was he was uh, with Leon. Did seem to go off the boil. Only started six games for them, scoring one goal. These low moves, as I say, to Atletico Madrid was a disaster. So that was a very frustrating year in 2020-2021. But a good striker comes back and plays well. And then directly after that poor season that he had, both at Atletico Madrid and Leon. He came back and he banged in, as I said, 21 goals in 25 starts for Leon. So this guy needs games. He's uh, he he's he is a pretty much how you would probably term a complete striker. He scores goals with his left foot, right foot, and headed in 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 the box. Since his days at Fulham, I think a lot of you guys will remember he was a waspish type character. He was he was slim, he was uh, energetic, and he'd get around at, uh, up top. Most of his time for Fulham was played in the Championship, albeit he did have two Premier League appearances. Then the move up to Celtic in the Scottish Premier League was quite fruitful for him, uh, scoring 26 goals from 37 starts uh, as a 21 and 22-year-old. And as you say, he's gone to Leon and he's done the business. And in, the, in three out of the four seasons he's been there, he's scored uh, well into the double-digit goals, uh, 15, 16, and 21 to be exact. Um, so what can he bring to Aston Villa? Let me share some slides, as we always do here. I've got some slides on Musa Dembele, and I have some statistics with him, obviously showing him in comparison to Ollie Watkins and Danny Ings to see what this guy can actually bring to the team. So there he is, just in case anyone didn't know what Musa Dembele looks like. That is his face, very sullen looking. Hopefully he'll have a bit more of a smile when he, if he does rock up in the claret and blue of Aston Villa. Um, just to, to avoid complication, I think the, this Musa Dembele, two S's, I think the one who played for Spurs, one S. I'm open to correction on that. Shouldn't really have probably said it because I probably sound stupid for saying it, but I think that's the this that that's uh, the distinction between the two of them. But anyway, less of that and on to the statistics. So here is a little view of Musa Dembele's uh, statistics. They're pretty decent. Um, total shots last year. So these are over the last 365 days. Um, one of his better seasons last season last year. Uh, his total shots come in at 3.54, which is in the top 
11% of strikers in the top five leagues in Europe, which fantastic. You know, you, you have to admit it's quite quite a good return uh, for for uh, on, on, on his play, should I say. He was getting a lot of shots on target. And he's a central striker. He does play up top. He does occupy both center halves. He's great movement in between them. We're going to look at some slides on him in a moment just to see how he uh, how he does maneuver himself in, in those positions and how he is good and broken and open play as well. Um, of those uh, 3.54 shots, he has a shots on target rate of 42.7 putting him in the 64th percentile uh, once again the top third almost of strikers within Europe uh, his goals per shot ratio is up there as well in the top quartile um, 0.18 uh, average shot distance this tells an awful lot about him he is a box player he likes to score in the box very adept with his head a really good header of the ball and we look at something like that we look at that now in a moment when we get onto it but average distance of shot is 12.40 um he he, he scores close to goals he likes to get his dirty tap-ins as well he likes to maneuver the ball in the box he likes to get free in the box and he finds space in the box which is something i think that Unai Emery will like aerial jewels one we can see there he wins 54.1 percent of aerial jewels putting him in the top 10 percent of strikers in europe a lot of those jewels are in the box and they're headers for goals. Albeit, he can hold the ball up. He is, uh, and, and he can win those little flick-ons and things like that. This guy comes alive in the box. He really comes alive in the box when you see those headed goals. Some of them are flicked headers. Some of them are bullet headers. And some of them are just really little dainty kind of glances off the head into the far corner. I, I've I watched about... Close on twenty eight minutes of uh, of essentially literally just his goals and and his movement in around the box today um, on 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 White Scout, and I have to say I was impressed because he just wants to play striker. Like there's no messing about him when he when he's when he's in that form and he's playing up top. He's, like his movement is fantastic in and around the defenders. His little stutter step movements that he does, the little uh double movements, the the double directional movements that he does in the box. And sometimes just the lazy run or sometimes just the the continuing his straight run. So he's got different ways of getting in and around uh defenders, but playing off the shoulder, trying to occupy both center halves at the same time is something that he's really really adept at and uh, I, I think it's something that that I like in a striker um it's 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 something that you know I have spoken about these focal point strikers um sometimes can be difficult to come by and, and and I do still think that and when I talk about this guy I'm probably painting the picture of somebody that is uh, one of those um, focal point strikers but he's his his mobility, I think, is something that will 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 see him take to the Premier League uh, if he was to come in and join Aston. And, and the reason I'm stuttering and I'm stopping and talking here is because it's difficult to explain. And 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 while while it's uh, while it's quite apparent that he can play that centre striker role, you always have to have that concern that stepping up a level for, in, into a different division would be. Um, would would be a, a concern for any striker coming from the continent, albeit even coming from Ligue 1 as well. But when we look at his statistics here, uh, again, the chances missed so far this season, he's missed two chances. I do have to admit, um, looking at last season's statistics, he was fed a lot of chances. And last season, he missed 23 chances. So 
I want to be upfront and open and honest with regards to that. He was fed a lot of chances at Leon last year. He missed 23, but he scored 21 goals in 20. Uh, I can't remember what did I say. Was it 21 goals in uh, 25 starts last season? So, um, you know, he's it's 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 not exactly uh, something that I would be would be too worried about from that point of view. Scoring frequency last season was every or over the last 365 days has been once every 105 minutes which is quite 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 impressive i think we'll all admit that's almost once once a game as i've mentioned previously pass attempts he doesn't attempt an awful lot of passes pass completion rate is in and around the middle and key passes once again these shot creating actions aren't uh anything really to write home about the very middle of the road but where he comes alive as i mentioned is his goal creating actions um he out ways Danny Ings. We can look at the the radial graph on the right-hand side there. You see Danny Ings and uh, Ollie Watkins, their goal-creating actions come in at just above 0.3 per 90 minutes. This guy's almost double their goal-creating actions. A lot of those are because when he gets the ball, he scores a goal. All right, that's that's the reason why, and that's considered a goal-creating action. A lot of his goals are, are are scored by himself, but he does have a decent enough statist, uh, assist rate as well, as we can see below there. He's twenty-nine assists to his uh, to his name as well. Uh, last season, coming up with four assists, and um, you know, so he has that all-round aspect to his game. Uh, game also um, touches once again he. He's he's a focal point striker, but he only gets 30 touches per game. So he's not going to be somebody who's going to play that intricate passing game in around the box or try and get involved in that. He's really a guy who gets on the end of it and finishes. Can dribble the ball. We can see here his dribble success rate for a striker is unparalleled. I think it's actually the best of any striker in the top five leagues in Europe, not named Lionel Messi uh, or Kylian Mbappe. So that is something to write home about there. Obviously, he can maneuver the ball. He can move the ball himself. So if he does pick that ball up in space or in broken play, he is able to maneuver it himself. He's not a, a dead duck. Um, because he does have that element of pace about him. And that's what I meant about he can play in that open space. I don't have an example of it here in the clips I'm going to show you. Um, but he, believe me, as I say, when he picks up that ball, he can move it himself. And um, and as you can see there, his dribble success rate is quite high. Um, and, and even the dribbles completed that he makes is quite high as well at 71%. Um, yeah, so like there's there's a lot to like about this guy. He is that... Fox in the box type character. He is that guy who can be that focal aspect, that that um that that bit more of a presence within the air. And that that guy that the defenders need to keep an eye on because he's going to get around in around the back of them. Any balls played down the side of them, he's going to get across that defender. He's going to muscle his way across the defender for a headed opportunity as well. And we're going to take a look at that. But before we do that, let's take a look at the yellow line here on our radiograph. That is Moussa Dembele. And I don't think I need uh, you need to be a great statistician to be able to look here and see that more shots per 90 than any of our players. The high, joint highest amount of shot creating actions along with Ollie Watkins uh, over the last 365 days that we can see here. Better goal creating actions rate, be, uh, better scoring frequency um, rate there. I have only put in two missed chances. That is... I do want to be open and honest that last year he did miss 23 chances. He was fed an awful lot, um, but he did score 21 goals as well. Goals to shot ratio is right up there. there there's very few people who will beat Danny's goals to shot ratio. Um, so I, I like to put it in there from a, a point of view to just say 
as a eulogy to Danny Ings and say fair play for scoring the amount of goals for the least amount of shots or for the amount of shots that you had. He used to score a goal, one goal for every two shots that he would take. So that's that's a serious conversion record. Um, on target percentage, once again, we can see there is commensurate with the players that are with the um. Uh, with the with the guys that we have there as well. So all in all, he's a more rounded attacker. He's a more, um, he's a more, uh, I suppose, uh, complete. I don't like using the word complete player, but complete striker. But he's more of a uh, an attack first type of player than than get working around the field like a Danny Ings has been or like an Ali Watkins has been with us so far. So he brings that extra element. And if Aston Villa were to sign him, um, you know, I think we would see that, albeit that nobody is a a a, um, a guaranteed um guaranteed gem in this league uh, as we've seen before like even the likes of Andrzej Shevchenko have moved to this league uh, Erdan Crespo have moved to this league and they found it tough uh, at times uh, to, to to get anything going and as we know they were two fantastic strikers in the early 2000s um, so uh, it's nothing is a given but let's take a little look at some of the some of the positions he's taken up I've highlighted him, him here you can see exactly what I mean by whereby he, he's occupying two centre two centre centre halves here this is against Angers who um, uh, we've been linked with a, a player who I can never pronounce his name from Angers as well, but this is from last season, um, the end of last season. We can see that Dembele takes up that se- this central position here in between the two centre-halves. Angers have come, brought back five here. We can see they've got a line of five. They look to have a very decent defensive setup here. But what happens here is that Leon play a little give and go here. The ball, as we can see here, is just coming in towards the, the man who the, the arrow is pointing to, who plays a little give and go pass here. The person who passed it originally gets onto it and uh, and lays a lovely true ball to, to Musa Dembele. But what we can see here is he beats the offside trap Um the ball just comes through here. This defender does step out, which makes his job an awful lot easier. But Dembele holds the shoulder of the other centre half, beats the offside trap, gets through and finishes that ball in there. So he's occupied both defenders. If one defender has to go, he pounces on that because of the because of the, his positioning and the way that he plays off both of them, splits those defenders. It's something we don't see quite often in Aston Villa's play. It gives us an extra outlet and an extra option, I think, when we do attack forward. Because, let's remember, Remember, can we still have Coutinho and Buendia? And this is some of the things that they're good at. But they need a striker that's able to play between the two centre halves. And Ollie Watkins can't do that. Um, and Danny Ings was a bit better at it, but we didn't see these. We needed to have diagonal balls for Danny, for Danny Ings to to um, to get involved and play. And that is fine. That's not a criticism of him. But somebody like this where you can slide the ball down, he's got the... The uh, muscle he's got the muscular build to be able to hold the man off and slot it into the back of the net is is, is quite impressive. So um, looks as it was a simple goal and it was made simple because of his initial positioning against the two centre halves. Here's another uh, aspect I wanted to show you. Here he is in a press position. Uh, Bordeaux, uh, it's against Bordeaux in the the like obviously Leon are up uh, are up five one at this stage. This is to make it six one, so it was a bit of a rout of a game. The right back here, as we can see, Bordeaux's defensive setup here is horrible. Centre half dragged out to the to the far out to the right here, but he's dragged out because he's following Musa Dembele. He's a million miles off him here, and Dembele is a lazy press here, I must admit. But the other centre half is is infield. The man with the ball here, the down near the sideline, you can just about see the ball coming off his foot. He's trying to pass it back into his other centre half here. An absolutely kamikaze type of pass. 
but it's what the what this unrushing man here with the with the arrow coming out of his legs uh, does. He intercepts the pass. And he carries that ball forward. Now, remember where Moussa Dembele is here. He's nearly right out on the on the sideline. But he makes a big effort to get up in support of the man who, who, who robs the ball. And we can see him here. Then he makes a, he lets the man pass him, makes a run behind him, and makes a beeline for where that arrow is pointing to. So we have this, this, uh, this uh, man in the center uh, just beside the arrow here. He's carried that ball all the way from midfield. He's fronting up one center half. There's a the center half here. With uh, who's turning and running, and uh, there's a defender on, on his way, uh, just above where the halo is for Musa Dembele, who's trying to cover off that run for Dembele. But what? Because this the, the, the man who has the ball here with the arrow, because he takes this this little jink to the right hand side, he cuts this defender in in to, to to try and take him, and it gives Dembele a clear run through into that position to that corner of the box. And when Dembele is finally fed the ball here, he picks it up here and he smashes it into the back of the net with his right foot i wanted to highlight this because it shows that he was able to get right across the field he was able to time his run perfectly and he was able to come off the shoulder of defenders he was able to react to defenders movements as well to get into that position whereby defenders were getting their backs turned weren't sure where he was and when the ball got to him he had that extra time to be able to pick his spot and smash it into the back of the net very important to get defenders turned not just because not not just when you run to get them turning because it gives you a chance to 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 get get a march on them but also if you're running behind defenders backs it causes consternation and it's a really difficult thing to do at times because what you do is you obscure your view obviously from the person who's passing the ball but Dembele did it really well in this instance here because it allowed him to, to time his run perfectly for the um I think it might have been Ryan Cherky that passed the ball to him there another really promising player as well for Leon let's take a look at one of his headed goals so as you can see here it's very dark because of the the um the shadow on the pitch Musa Dembele is highlighted right in the center, taking up the position and the perch on in between two center halves there. Once again, you can see him is right in between two center halves. We have Leon player here with the ball. The ball is just being passed into him into his feet. We have a Leon, Leon player here on the overlap that, that could be played right down, down the wing. And we have um we have a one-man press really here with regards to um to to where this Bordeaux player is. This was in the same game that we just watched there where Leon did go on to win 6-1. This is the first goal. So the first goal um Dembele scores. This is it. He is the last one we saw was the last goal that he scored in this game. But this is a really good goal. And this is something we don't see from Aston Villa players that often. So we have we have an, a situation here whereby you could potentially say you've got a Leon Bailey and a Matty Cash out in this wing. And what happens here is that the cross comes in, but the cross comes in from a different position that Villa normally cross the ball. When we look at it here, we can see the man uh, with his arced body here is crossing in the ball. It's going right into the penalty spot. And we can see Dembele is highlighted here. And the reason that, that I, I took this still shot is because Dembele is behind the defender in this instance. And he has no right to win this ball because of the way the defender's body position is. The defender is actually defending him really well. But Dembele actually blows past him and muscles him out of the way and gets to the ball. And we can see here that he, he actually picks up two steps out of nowhere here. And when he gets his head to the ball, oops, oh, it's the same slide twice. When he gets his head to the ball here, he actually glances that ball and it ends up in the top left-hand corner, the goalkeeper's top right-hand right hand corner, and it was just an absolutely brilliant header. I, I like If you guys can find this goal and you see it, this is a 
brilliant header because he's holding off the defender and you can see he flicks it. It's one of those ones where you can see he just uses the pace of the ball to angle it up and over the goalkeeper into the top corner. An absolutely brilliant finish. But the main thing that I loved about this is he had no right to win the ball. He was two steps, if not three steps behind the defender. And because the defender had a brilliant defensive position, the defender has tracked him very well in this instance here. But uh, Dembele wants it more, gets out ahead of him, uses his strength and gets a lovely deft finish into the top, uh, into the into the left-hand side of the net. And it was just fantastic. I, I, I love to see it. And, and we've not seen many goals scored like that for Aston Villa in, in the last 10 years. And I would hope that the next striker that we sign would, be, would have that in his arsenal as well. So... That's really it for me from um on on Musa Dembele. Just to just to kind of reiterate there on on uh, some of his statistics, just to show you there. This is his radiograph. Whether he signs, I don't know. It could be all conjecture. It could be there could be nothing in it. We could hear about him signing uh, tomorrow morning. But interesting player. Um, does have his ups. Does have his downs. Has had some seasons where boy he hasn't played uh, played. Uh, an awful lot and when he doesn't play he doesn't rack up the numbers when he does play he does rack up the numbers and to be honest with you kind of sounds similar to to um to another striker that, that may have just left the left the club because when Danny Ings played he would score goals at, uh, at Southampton and when we played him here for for Aston Villa he did score goals when he got a good run, run of games and um, he had a decent decent dish scoring record and Moussa Dembele would be the same, albeit he is a different physical capability and a different movement pattern, as you can see here by his uh, by his um, his heat map below. Very much a box player, and I think Villa need that. I think Villa need that box player, and this guy can finish with both legs and with his head. So let's see, let's see. Um, he would, he, I would imagine, he would relish coming back to the Premier League, considering he's only had two games and eighty eight minutes in the Premier League, and that was as a seventeen year old. So maybe he wants to come back. And to um and and to see if he can still hack it here. Whether he can, I don't know. But what I've seen from him and statistically what you've seen from him, he does have a decent record, but he does need need to play games to rack up those numbers. So let's see what happens in the meantime. Thank you very much, everybody, for for watching. If you do like this, give it a thumbs up. Really appreciate everything you do for the podcast. Uh, please subscribe to the podcast as well if you're not a subscriber. And we will be back with any more transfer news for Aston Villa. But until then, stay safe, stay healthy, and all that's left to say is up the Villa. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.